Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with the steps of a good man as we pick up in Psalm chapter 37, verse 23. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. How glorious when God orders our steps, and God takes delight in our way. Though he falls, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord will uphold him with his hand. Oh, I love this. God is going to lead me in the right path, and if I stumble, he's going to pick me up. I have been young, I am now old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor God's seed begging bread. If you're a child of God, you'll never need to beg for food. He is merciful, he lends, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil and do good, dwell forevermore. For the Lord loves judgment and forsakes not his saints. They are preserved forever, but his, the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom, and his tongue talks of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watches the righteous and seeks to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his way and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. So several exhortations from a negative standpoint. Fret not, envy not, don't be angry, cease from anger, and forsake wrath. From a positive standpoint, trust in the Lord, delight thyself in the Lord, commit your ways unto the Lord, trust in the Lord, rest in the Lord, and finally, wait on the Lord. Mark the perfect man, the complete man. Behold the upright, for the result of that kind of life is peace. But the transgressors will be destroyed together. The end of the wicked will be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. The Lord will help them and deliver them. Psalm 38. This is read on Yom Kippur. Now, David, through some sin, and he doesn't tell us what, became very sick. And this psalm is occasioned by this great sickness that David had because of some sin that he committed. O Lord, rebuke me not in thy wrath, neither chasten me in your hot displeasure. For thine arrows stick fast in me, Thy hand presses me sore. There is no soundness in my flesh because of thine anger, neither is there any rest in my bones because of my sin. For mine iniquities are gone over my head, and as a heavy burden they're too heavy for me. My wounds stink and are corrupt because of my foolishness. Now, just what it was, maybe a venereal disease or something that David is experiencing here. But he said, I'm troubled. I'm bowed down greatly. I go mourning all the day long, for my loins are filled with a loathsome disease, and there is no soundness in my flesh. 
I am feeble and sore broken. I've roared by reason of the disquietness of my heart. Lord, all my desire is before thee, and my groaning is not hid from thee. My heart pants, my strength fails. As for the light of mine eyes, it's also gone from me. My lovers and my friends, they stand aloof at my sores, and my kinsmen stand afar off. They also that seek after my life, they, lay, they are laying traps for me, and they that seek my hurt speak mischievous things and imagine deceits all day long. But I as a deaf man heard not, and I was as a dumb man, and I opened not my mouth. Thus I was as a man that hears not, and in whose mouth are no reproofs. For in thee, O Lord, do I hope. Thou wilt hear, O Lord my God. For I said, hear me, lest otherwise they should rejoice over me when my foot slips and they magnify themselves against me. For I am ready to halt and my sorrow is continually before me. For I will declare my iniquity, I will be sorry for my sin. But mine enemies are lively and they are strong and they that hate me wrongfully are multiplied. They also that render evil for good are my adversaries because I follow the thing that is good. Forsake me not, O Lord, O my God. Be not far from me. Make haste to help me, O Lord, my salvation. So David's in a bad shape because of his sin, a loathsome, horrible, stinking disease, uh, and uh, it's caused his friends to shun him and his enemies to try to wipe him out at this point. Psalm 39, Judathan was one of David's uh, musicians, as was Asaph. I said, I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. I was dumb with silence. I held my peace even from good, and my sorrow was stirred. My heart was hot within me while I was musing. The fire burned. <laughs> Have you ever had that experience? You're just seething inside. And, you're, you know, and while, you're, while you're thinking on it, you just are burning. <laughs> While I was musing, while I was thinking, I think, man, did I burn inside. Well, David th said, then I spoke. It's best not to speak when you're in that shape. But, <laughs> but David spoke to the right person. He spoke to the Lord. He said, Lord, make me to know my end and the measure of my days, what it is, that I may know how frail I am. God, help me to realize I'm not so macho as I think. Help me to know my days. God, help me to really number my days. You know, I don't have long. Life is short. If you live to be 70, if you go on beyond that, it's going to be with hardship. Lord, teach me to number my days. Help me to realize how frail I am. Behold, you have made my days just like a hand breath. My age is as nothing before thee. I like that. Don't put any candles on my birthday cake. <laughs> as far as God is concerned, my age is as nothing. Verily, every man at his best state is altogether empty. <laughs> man, poor man, so ignorant in that which he knows best. What is your best field of knowledge? What is your particular field of study? What was your major? How much is there to be known in that field in which you measured? 
How much you, do you know in relationship to all that is to be known in that particular field? I think that, of course, Bible was my major, and I know the Bible better than any other single subject. But I'll tell you, I am so ignorant in the Bible as far as all that there is to be known about this word. Man, poor man, so ignorant in that which he knows best. Man at his best is altogether empty. Surely every man walks in a vain show. Surely they are disquieted in vain. He heaps up riches, but he knows not who's going to spend them. And now, Lord, what wait I for? My hope is in thee. Deliver me from all my transgressions. Make me not the reproach of the foolish. I was dumb. I opened not my mouth because you did it. In other words, I didn't complain against the, the, the stroke that was upon me because I knew that it was from you. Remove thy stroke from me. I'm consumed by the blow of your hand. When you with rebukes correct man for iniquity, you make his beauty to consume away like a moth. Surely every man is empty. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my cry. Hold not thy peace at my tears. For I am a stranger with thee and a sojourner as all my fathers were. O spare me that I may recover strength before I go hence and be no more. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of the horrible pit and out of the miry clay. He set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. Now his last prayer was, Lord, you know, help me, save me from the strokes and so forth. And now I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined unto me. He heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit and out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. Oh, when I look back and see the horrible pit that God took me out of, how thankful I am. I realize I was sinking, I was going down, but God put my feet upon the solid rock. He established my life in Christ. He's put a new song in my mouth. Even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in reverence and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man that makes the Lord his trust and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. As we were driving home this afternoon, we were coming down Newport Boulevard, and I saw in the rearview mirror a, a sharp, sharp, sharp little Ford, probably a 1929 vintage or something, that was really fixed up with a full-blown type of a caddy engine in the thing. And, and, of course, everything was all chromed and everything was all open. And this guy was just sitting there, you know, just, uh, you know, it, 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 was, it was just perfection. You know, everything was just so sparkling and shining and everything else. And he was driving down Newport Boulevard. And I saw him in the rearview mirror as he was coming past us on... Kay's side, and I said, hey, Kay, take a look over to the right and see that fellow driving his God down the street. <laughs> and you could tell, by the way, you know, that it was. And uh, she looked over, and then she looked back real quickly. She said, 
I don't want to give him the satisfaction of staring at it. She said, because that's what he wants. <laughs> and then she said, and she quoted this scripture, blessed is the man that respects not the proud. And she said, I don't, he's proud of that thing and I don't want to respect him. And um, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done. And thy thoughts towards us, they cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. You can't even number the thoughts that God has concerning you. Sacrifice and offerings you did not desire. My ears hast thou opened. Now, God doesn't really desire that you give to him sacrifices and offerings as much as he desires that you submit to him your life. And this phrase, my ear hath he opened. When a servant had served a six-year term, according to the law, he had to be released. You could not keep a servant more than six years. The seventh year was the year of release, and all of the servants were released from their bondage or from their servitude in the seventh year. Except if a servant would come to you and say, I enjoy serving you. I, I'm happy here. I don't want to go out free. I want to remain your servant. Then you would take a awl and you would go over to the doorpost of your house and you would put his earlobe up against the doorpost and you'd take this awl and pin him with the awl through the earlobe to the doorpost of your house. You just drive the pin through and pin him there to the doorpost. Actually, it was just an ear piercing process. And then they would put a gold ring in the hole that was made. So that if you saw a servant or a slave with a gold ring in his ear, you knew that he was a servant by choice. He was a servant willingly. He had offered himself. He said, I don't want to be set free. I want to be your servant for life. Now, God is saying, look, I really don't want sacrifice or offering the ear. I want to open it. I want you to submit unto a life of service. I want your life. And so I am a servant by choice. Lord, I love serving you. Lord, I don't want to do anything else but serve you. There's no other life for me, Lord, than a life of service unto you. And so mine ear hath he pierced. I'm a servant by choice. Burnt offerings, sin offerings you did not require. Now a prophecy relating to Jesus, and of course this is all prophecy relating to Jesus. Mine ear hath he pierced, he was in the form of God, thought it not robbery or something to be grasped, to be equal with God, but he humbled himself and came in the likeness of man and as a servant, humbled himself, became as a servant 
a servant willingly, mine ear hath he pierced. Then said I, and quoted of Jesus in the New Testament in the book of Hebrews, then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me. So the volume of this book, the volume of the Old Testament is actually written concerning Jesus Christ. Jesus said to the Pharisees, he said, you do search the scriptures because in them you think you have life, but they actually testify of me, but you will not come to me that you might have life. I have come as it is written in me in the volume of the book to do thy will, O Lord. And I delight to do thy will, O my God, yea, thy law is within my heart. And that's what it means when God has written his law in your heart, is that it becomes the delight and the pleasure of your life. Doing the will of God is not some horrible, awful thing to me. It is not some cross that I have to bear or carry. Doing the will of God is the most exciting, delightful experience of my life. In fact, I, I, I really don't desire anything else. It's so glorious just doing God's will. For he has written his law in the fleshly tablets of my heart. That is, he has created the desires in my heart so that I delight doing his will. It's the delight of my life. I have preached righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I have not refrained my lips, O Lord, thou knowest. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. Withhold not thy tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let thy loving kindness and thy truth continually preserve me. For innumerable evils have compassed me about. Mine iniquities have taken hold upon me, so I am not able to look up. They are more than the hairs of my head. Therefore my heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let them be ashamed and confounded together that seek after my soul to destroy it. Let them be driven backward and put to shame that wish me evil. Let them be desolate for a reward of their shame that say unto me, aha, aha, there you have it again, uh, those dirty words that they were saying to David, whatever they might have meant. Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Let such as love thy salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. Now this is a phrase, I don't know why it hasn't been taken up by the people of God, but surely it is a phrase that we ought to be using all the time. Along with the praise the Lord or bless gods or whatever, there is a phrase that we should be using, and that is the phrase, the Lord be magnified. Let those that love thy salvation say continually. It should be a constant phrase on our lips. When we're greeting each other and all, we ought to be saying, hey, the Lord be magnified. Let them say continually, the Lord be magnified. Now try and add that phrase to your vocabulary and start using it. I am poor and needy, Yet the Lord thinks about me. That's great. Thou art my help and my deliverer. Make no tarrying, oh my God. Verse 13, he says, help, make haste to help me. And now he says, now don't tarry, Lord. Deliver me, make no tarrying.
We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Psalms on our next broadcast. As Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible, and we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Psalms 37 through 40 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of The Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. Now may the Lord be with you to watch over you and to keep you in all your ways. May your steps be directed of the Lord this week that he might delight in the path that you take. And I pray that there are some of you that will come and say, Lord, I want to serve you. I love you. I'm satisfied. I don't want any other life. Go ahead, Lord, pierce my ear. Open my ear. I'm willing to take the mark of a bond slave of Jesus Christ. And may you know the joy and the delight and the blessing of serving the Lord. If some of you have come tonight and you haven't given your lives to Jesus Christ and you would like to do so, if you'll go back to the prayer room, the pastors will be, go- will be uh, glad to pray with you back there and lead you to a real commitment of your life unto the Lord. Really living in this world today with all of its turmoil, with all of its problems. I don't know how a person can exist without a firm relationship with God through Jesus Christ. I wouldn't want to try and even go on tomorrow without the strength and the guidance and the help of the Lord. And so I would encourage you to just open up your heart and life to Him, for He wants to help you and to lead you into His path of righteousness. God be with you. Watch over, keep, bless, and use you as His servant this week. In Jesus' name. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. Come study the Bible with Pastor Chuck Smith as he teaches from Genesis through Revelation on a digitally remastered audio edition of Pastor Chuck's Bible Commentary. 
That's over 600 audio MP3 files of Pastor Chuck teaching through the entire Bible, all on a 16-gig reusable flash drive. Now you can easily listen to Pastor Chuck's Bible commentaries when you insert this key into your computer. Then you can transfer all of these audio Bible studies to a smartphone or any other listening device to learn and study God's Word on the go. And not only that, you can reuse this flash drive that easily fits onto any keyring for even more mobility at a fraction of the cost. What a great way to study and learn God's Word. For more information, please call the Word for Today at one 800 272-9673 or visit us online at thewordfortoday.org.